to the newest edition of The Sandbox, and I do not often start off immediately going into an oracle card draw, but that's what I'm feeling called to do this morning, just to give a bit of a, I don't know, a place in which to ground. So I have some things to say, and I just want to make sure that I am coming at this from the very centered direction. So let me pick my card. And what do we have? We have pig spirit. <laughs> Use your mind wisely. And this is from a Colette Baron Reed's Spirit Animal Oracle deck. Pig spirit. Use your mind wisely. Let's and this little pig has wings, of course, when pigs fly, right? Pig spirit. Look at number 47. Pig spirit appears to remind you of the right use of intelligence, a gift we all have that is meant to be used with love, compassion, and discernment. Intelligence means recognizing the value of intuition partnered with smarts and common sense, which leads to intelligent solutions. When pig spirit appears, you are called to respect your analytical mind and use it for the highest good, recognizing that all facts must be considered even when they do not fit with what you already know. Spirit blesses us with wisdom when we allow pig spirit to nudge us into open-minded, thoughtful dialogues, whether with others or internally, as we mull over our ideas and what we have come to understand. You are intelligent and capable of clear-minded thinking, shaped by the wisdom you have accumulated and the intuition that will tell you when you have more learning to do because not all facts are in. Now is the time that your decision-making powers are reliable, for you are in alignment with Pig Spirit's keen intelligence. Oh, gosh. Okay, I think we need to continue with the protection part of the message as you oh, it says are you ruminating turning thoughts around and around in your head but not getting nearer to a decision or solution pig spirit is here to protect you from analysis paralysis let your mind rest now and allow your intelligence to mingle with the mysteries of intuitive guidance releasing your tight hold on facts and unsolved puzzles whether it be in a relationship or any other aspect of your life. In fact, now might be a good time to think about something else altogether and release your grip on needing to know. When your thought processes are muddied by fear and anxiety, allow pig spirit to lead you back to the right use of your natural intelligence. Take a break, relax, and release that ball of worry. Soon the smart choice will become clear to you. More facts may be needed, more digging for information and more questioning. When seeking to learn more, enjoy the process of using your thinking prowess. All the elements of your intelligence are reliably guiding you now once you've given your mind a rest. Okay, with my rough start, I was thinking about, I was considering just stopping, but um I got the message to, to keep going. <laughs> so do you know sometimes when the universe seems to have everybody talking about the same thing all at once? Well, to me, that message was around food last week. So I don't know if any of you were getting those same messages or not, but it started for me with the nightlight astrology. You know, it didn't. It started with Courtney Starkey. I was watching a video on YouTube of her leading a client through a hypnosis session regarding food and the power of food addiction over us. And it was amazing. I will include the link if you want to watch it. Feel free to watch it on one and a half, two times the speed in order to to get through it more quickly, but there are a ton of 
tools that you yourself can use when, even if you're not going into hypnosis, if you're going into just a simple meditation or a prayer or whatever you want to call it, just visualization, you can use these as very powerful tools to help you when dealing with food addiction, basically any addiction, but specifically food. So that was the first part of first piece to this whole puzzle. And then secondly, I was listening to Nightlight Astrology, and it was talking about Jupiter entering Taurus tomorrow, because today's Monday, March 15th, and it was talking about five great things that might happen when Jupiter enters Taurus. And the first one that he mentioned was how Jupiter, the sign of expansion and abundance, Entering the sign of Taurus, which is all about, you know, sometimes the physical body and food. Dorians love to eat, and I can attest to that because I have a Taurus moon. All about how this act of Jupiter ending Taurus can serve as a rewiring of our relationship to food. And I was like, wow. <laughs> and then... Thirdly, this was quickly followed up by, I was driving home and going through my podcasts, and I was like, you know what? I think I remember Pod having some episodes come out recently that I haven't listened to. So let me listen to, let me listen to one. And it was a podcast called Chew. That was the title of, of the episode. I think sometimes... In releasing food addictions, it serves us to find out what it is, what's the payoff in hanging on to this food addiction. It's giving us something and really looking at that in order to be able to release it or, you know, just a simple act of awareness. Like, what is the payoff? What am I getting from it? And then you can kind of ask, well, are there other ways in which I can serve this need or get this need met in other ways so that I can release this addiction? And so in her podcast, which I will also link, it talks about how these different cravings for carbs and cheese and whatever it is, where that stems from. And and she is very careful to not pathologize any food craving <laughs> but if it becomes an addiction where there is something that you start to realize is not quite healthy then she helps lead you through finding out where these addictions or cravings are coming from and then some ways of helping to address those needs in other ways other than food addiction so I thought that was really cool. I was like, okay. And when the universe gives me the same message through three different people, then it's definitely something that I feel like I can bring to you guys because it's enough of a synchronicity that it's like worth noting. And then I also wanted to come clean in a way that even though I am not releasing any food addictions right now, there is uh, another something <laughs> that I have committed to releasing. And so, yeah, whenever I am faced with a default to go back to this thing, whatever it is, and I'm going to be <laughs> extremely vague and I, I've had to do this already, just sitting with the discomfort and and allowing like the root cause of why I'm defaulting to this thing, just sitting with that, which is really uncomfortable for me. <laughs> I know with a lot of people, like it's not easy. But just sitting with that whether it's loneliness, whether it's frustration, whether it's disappointment, whatever it is, just sitting with it and 
allowing those emotions to find a different outlet, a different expression. So just keep cheering me on <laughs> and hopefully I'll be able to come to you two years from now and be able to say that thing. Yeah. I stayed in integrity with it and was true to myself. So I apologize for, for being so vague, but for one thing, I think it's important for me to be vague. <laughs> you guys know me and I am very characteristically, I overshare. And I feel like this is something that I'd need to not overshare about. And by being vague, it also allows you to fill in the blank with whatever the thing is that maybe you are also wanting to stay in integrity with because you know that this thing no longer serves you. You are not getting the payoff. The payoff no longer feels worth whatever the thing was that caused you to approach it in the first place. So yeah, I am highly encouraging you as well. You can do this and yeah, maybe check out those three resources I just gave you. And if it's not food, then just insert, fill in the blank with your, whatever it is, your demon that you are dancing with. So, okay, that gets one item out of the way. Secondly, I wanted to just be real with you because as a three, five in human design, that three line, I feel like I am here to really learn by doing and experiencing and sharing that with others. So let me just get centered into what I was going to say. Yeah. Okay. I read an, e an email newsletter yesterday and the author of the email was talking about how someone's tarot reading had been really spot on and amazing. Okay. I had enough hubris to think that was going to be about me. <laughs> That was going to be about me. And I quickly realized that it was not. I clicked on the link and watched the tarot reading that was referenced. And truly, the tarot reader was talented. Super comfortable with the cards. And I decided to take my own advice, because I had done an episode recently about using jealousy and anger as roadmaps. I'm, like, I'm obviously feeling jealous right now. <laughs> what is it about this man and his tarot reading that I am jealous of, that I wish to emulate? And it was his comfort with the cards. It was his confidence and his comfort allowing himself to be a channel for the messages. And yeah, so I was like, you know what? That is definitely something I can put on my roadmap, becoming more comfortable with tarot cards, becoming more comfortable with Oracle cards, trusting myself, trusting intuition, trusting spirit's message through me and allowing that to be the takeaway. <laughs> Instead of all the other stuff that was running through my head. I am currently going through, and those of you who may be following me on uh, my newsletter or so forth, I've been going through the Artist Way course. Mindy Fetzer at MindyFetzer.com. Um, she facilitates the 12-week course through the Artist Way. And I didn't realize it ahead of time, but the Artist Way, the book itself, 
is split up into 12 weeks. So you don't necessarily need a facilitator, but it can help to have some type of accountability with the facilitator, with the Instagram chat that they have going on. But I encourage you, whether with the facilitator or not, commit to it. It's awesome. One of the practices that I was not super excited about was that of the morning pages. And you might think that with me purporting myself to be a writer, that this would be easy for me. But no, I have never really enjoyed the practice of journaling. I I will enjoy writing for the sake of sharing. So if I'm writing an article or I'm writing something generally that will be read by others, sometimes I can find the motivation to write. And I'm sorry, my phone, let me silence my notifications. So where was I? <laughs> Oh, I hate when that happens. I'm so sorry. I did need to take, I was thinking about taking this opportunity to take a drink anyway. I take this, I drink this every morning. I ran out of bananas and so I went to the store and the only organic bananas they had were super green. <laughs> so this is not all that good. Mmm. Anyway, I'm just uh, pausing to like, I know I said that, but I'm just, I'm programming it. <laughs> this is tasty and it's delicious and it is good for my body. Okay, let's go back to me creating a, a roadmap with this jealousy that I was experiencing. Because, okay, and... I realized where I was going. I mentioned the artist way, the morning pages. The morning pages are just for you. They are not to be read by anybody. The invitation being for you to rest on the page. So you can complain. You can air your fears. You can air your dreams. All of the things that you might be too scared to say out loud or admit to someone for fear of, uh, say, for your fears or your anger, you know, coming across as less than or not very spiritual or whatever the thing is, the judgment that you feel would be placed upon you. And then when it comes to the dreams, Maybe they are, they're so delicate, right? They're they're not ready to be shared with anyone because you're still incubating those dreams. So all of that can go on these pages. So the assignment every day, optimally, first thing before you do anything else is write out three pages in longhand on paper. Anything and everything that comes to mind. And if there's nothing that comes to mind, you can be like, you can be writing for three pages. Nothing is coming to mind. I hate this. This sucks. This is stupid. <laughs> Whatever. But then you might find that you actually, I don't know, maybe a week, two weeks in, you're feeling better. Because you are yourself listening and you're giving yourself that time, that space, that microphone that we often don't do. I know me when I first wake up in the morning and I have maybe some, some negative talk, rather than really address it and be like, okay, what are my needs behind that? Are those really founded? I just push all of that back in a very well-intended, with well-intentions that I need to pull myself up by my bootstraps and get to the day and I just kind of attack the day. <laughs> when all of those 
hopes, dreams, fears, angers, those are still all there. They didn't just decide to be like, oh, April's got this. We're going to go now. <laughs> no, it was there in the background running as noise and growing resentment, right? Because they were stuffed and not looked at, not given the opportunity to voice, but you know, some of their valid concerns and some of the things that they they want to see and would hope to create. So many times in the book, she refers to the inner artist as a child artist. And uh, I hope I'm not going to get emotional, but what is occurring to me as I'm talking is that when you're talking with the kid, Sometimes it can be challenging, but then sometimes it can also be very delightful when you consider that what they're talking about, <laughs> it can sometimes be the most, I don't know, according to your adult standards, like meaningless stuff, like what they saw on TV. And I, I brought this up in my in my book, Sandra, how from the the adult's perspective, some of the stuff that kids worry about or think about or talk about or fixate on are things that as adults we could care less about. And, and the inner child can be resentful. So this, by allowing ourselves to air, air all of our dirty laundry, and all of our sparkly, head-in-the-cloud dreams, all of it. It allows us to feel seen and acknowledged in a special way that, that frees us up. That frees up some bandwidth for the rest of your day. For the rest of my day. So I don't feel as though I'm attacking the day from a place of packing things down or packing them away or not looking at things. And there's a, some, a certain amount of bandwidth that's being taken up by these programs running in the background of repress, repress, repress. Um, that dream you have is stupid. You don't have time to do this or that or no one will care or you're not good enough, blah, blah, blah. You know, it frees up that bandwidth. You've already looked at it. I've already looked at it. I've already talked through it. And so I feel freer to handle whatever's coming up in the moment. Because I'm not, in that moment, I'm not having to handle and deal with what's there and the past <laughs> that I'm not wanting to look at. But I'm freed up to really handle what's what's coming at me in the moment. And that is not to say that I have perfected this in any way, shape, or form. It's just that with my history of mental health and different things, sometimes even a small improvement, I can feel that difference. And I can really cherish and appreciate there's space that that makes for me in the day. So this morning, huh, I have my morning pages. And I was talking about some of the dreams that I had last night. But then I started talking about my feelings that came up around not being the star of the show in this person's newsletter because I had also provided a tarot reading. And yeah, it all came out. And who am I if I'm not providing something useful? I think it keeps coming back to that. I think... Sometimes in relationships, we, we 
have ourselves as the the needy one in order to maintain a sense of connection to someone. And then I think, I mean, it could be the same person just in different relationships, or it could just be your default, but others um, will often step into that role of fixer and try to find problems to solve so that they are indispensable. That was the word that came up for me. I wanted to feel indispensable. So if I am providing all of what someone needs, now follow through me. I like, I totally get how toxic <laughs> this is. And we'll get to that. But sometimes you don't realize that until you are putting it on paper and being honest with yourself. Um, if I was wanting to be the sole source of enlightenment or these aha moments or anyway, whatever it is, that is like gatekeeping in a way. And that is, as I alluded to earlier, toxic, so toxic. And that's not even what I am or who I am. And I think that's part of what you find as you, as you write. It's that these pieces of you that do feel that way, they're speaking from a place of wounding. And when you realize that someone, you wanting someone to get their needs met through you is simply fulfilling this need of feeling indispensable because to you that ensures connection and meaning and purpose and all the things that light you up. Then you can address it for what it is. And it's no longer going to hold have a hold on you because the other parts of me realize how toxic that is and they completely rebel. Like I myself, <laughs> my core essence rebels against that. I have a you know large Uranian streak in me. It's like rebellious. Um, my south node is an Aquarius. It's like everyone needs to do them. And if any one person is trying to be your be all, <laughs> then you have, you have alarms and sirens and everything going off telling you danger, 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 <laughs> run, <laughs> don't walk, run from that person, from that relationship. So yeah. I was able to just use this opportunity to be like, you know, hey, even if what I'm trying to do in this world is not reaching the masses, and I will tell you, okay, uh, to be honest, like even... Even doing a newsletter at this point can be <laughs> a bit of a trigger because I know that when I send a newsletter, someone's going to see it and be reminded, oh, hey, I'm subscribed to this weird newsletter that I don't even like and let me unsubscribe. <laughs> totally happens almost every time. I'll send out a newsletter. 
and someone will unsubscribe. So when you start to get conditioned to that kind of response after a newsletter, it's like, oh, do I really want to put out another newsletter? <laughs> anyway, I just feel by being transparent with the challenges that I face, the feelings that I feel, that it will in some way, hopefully, allow you and give you, allow you to give yourself permission to be like, wow, some of these feelings I'm feeling, they are normal. They're not, they're not specific to me alone. I'm not this horrible person, right? Oh, gosh. Sometimes it's just by looking at what could be icky or ugly that we can explore the places that need healing and are ready for healing. Because do I really want to be responsible as the sole dispenser of knowledge and transformation Hell no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that is too, that would be too much of a responsibility on any one person. And it's just allowing me to sink in to whether, do I or do I not feel comfortable enough in relationships that regardless of whether or not I feel as if I'm providing anything, am I still considered to have something of value in bringing something of value to the relationship? So that's, that's where I am. <laughs> and Let me just see if there's anything else I wanted to say on that matter. I mean, I can ask myself the relationships that I find meaningful and helpful. Do they... Do they necessarily fix my problems? No, they don't. <laughs> At their best, they provide a listening ear. No judgment. And support. And unconditional love. And I think it just goes back to unconditional love. For yourself and others and this is kind of a rabbit hole but I had some of you may know that I had been struggling I don't know how often or if I had given voice to this at all but maybe it was too deep <laughs> to come to the surface to vocalize, but there had been a huge wounding surrounding Christianity and my religion growing up because until my world fell apart at the age of 29, I, I had a very black and white sense of things. And after that, not so much. <laughs> but there was still so much what I felt to be truth, so much value, so much beauty in some of what I had gleaned from my time in, in Christianity that it was hard to be to to walk away from that completely and so i just in this in between time i held on to it very very loosely 
I didn't want to just turn my back and disown everything because I know that regardless of what you believe, often there can be a lot of valuable truths that were there, even if there was some bullshit, even if there were some lies or some ickiness, usually there was some kernel of truth to it. And I didn't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And besides, I, I had a lot of time invested in that. And I know that's not a good reason to cling to anything is the amount of time that you have invested into something. And in this moment, I'm thinking about friendships that I have clinged to, clung to. <laughs> it's funny, I have to do my English. Cling, clung, half clung. Okay, y'all have to tell me if I'm wrong. Anyway, some of the friendships that I have clung to in the past based on history. History means a lot to me. I guess maybe uh, I have a fixed water signature to my natal chart. So history does mean a lot to me. That time invested in people means it means something to me. So anyway, I just did not want to completely turn my back on what I felt were truths. But yet I, I knew I couldn't go back to believing exactly what I had believed before. There was no turning back. I was different. I just, certain parts of me were fundamentally different that would no longer accept certain tenets as as fact or Bible truth, <laughs> to use that expression, <laughs> which is funny, considering what we'll be talking about next. <sighs> Thankfully, I have a friend in my life. And yeah, I don't think she'll care that I mention her name because I really do want to... Thank her. Tiffany. Tiffany shared with me a resource that had put a lot of the pieces together for her in synthesizing, marrying this strong religious faith and upbringing with these new truths that we've uncovered. And like, how do you how in the world do you meld the two? Because you can you can feel on some level that they're connected. Because truth is truth. And if you feel it on a soul level, then this dissonance that I'd been living with, it was very unsettling for so long. Anyway, she shared me with me a book that had kind of put it all together for her. And that's what I had been searching for. I had been looking for that. And it was called Jesus and the Essenes by Dolores Cannon. And yeah, I think kind of like she just did for me, I will just leave it out there for you. So if it's meant for you, you will be interested and pick it up and see for yourself what you what resonates and what doesn't, what you want to take away, if anything, and what you want to leave on the table. So, Jesus and the Essenes by Dolores Cannon. <sighs> so, I was going through all of that because by the end of the, the book, and I listened to it on audiobook, and Side note here, I think I'm getting on too many side notes. <laughs> Hopefully I can keep finding my way back to the main path. Side notes, I personally love audiobooks because I don't know if I was just that excited to find out what was going to happen or I just felt a need to 
get it already done and over with. But I would be a fast reader and I would find that I missed. I missed a lot of stuff when reading because I was trying to read too fast. So hearing it in someone else's voice, it helps me actually, it helps it land in perhaps a different way than just reading it would. And I think that's also going down another rabbit hole. Why I like doing the morning pages is because when you take the time to write it down, it's different than just telling yourself you thought about it. Oh yeah, I considered that, I thought about it, but like, did you really? There's something that time, time can create a container in which something has room to to grow, to develop, to be fleshed out. That just allowing a flaw, a thought to flit, always combining thought and flit, a thought to flit through your mind doesn't allow. So even though it seems kind of ridiculous and slow, writing, taking the time to write those thoughts down, even when you're like, this is ridiculous, I've already thought it in my head, putting it down on paper gives that room for other thoughts, other feelings. What are your, okay, maybe you're saying that, but how do you really feel about it? If you could be completely honest, Maybe that's how you want to feel, but how do you really feel? And let's address that. <laughs> um, it's it's just kind of beautiful in a way. And I begrudgingly say that because like I said, I was not a huge fan of the morning pages. Okay, so I think I'm going, I'm done going down a few side trails. I'm going back to, I was reading, uh, no, let's go back and, to the main path even more. This takes me back to, we like to think of Christ as loving others unconditionally. I don't know that we necessarily think or spare any thought towards the fact of him loving himself unconditionally. So I don't think I'll just leave that there. Like if, you know, Jesus being fully man as well, he would have had to have extended himself self-love as well. And maybe it was because he was able to do that, that he was also able to extend to others unconditional love. Because when I do that and I go in and I really sit with the icky feelings of anger or jealousy or disappointment or someone <laughs> unsubscribing from my newsletter, whatever the little stuff is, when I sit with those icky feelings and grant myself the grace of having, I'm having a human experience. And then also that unconditional love. Like, why am I feeling these ways? It's because there's this need to be loved, to be acknowledged. Okay, how can I do that for myself? And then that frees me up to be so much more of a loving person who gives without strings attached, who can give without worrying about someone unsubscribing from her newsletter, <laughs> who can give tarot readings without feeling like they have to be perfect and flawless and graceful right out of the bat, but yet also pointing me in the direction that that's where I want to go and committing to a practice. So 
I think that's all I wanted to share today. I wanted to share about the tools I had found in dealing with addiction of any kind, but maybe specifically relating to our, how we relate to food. And then I also wanted to talk about morning pages and giving ourselves space to not shame ourselves for the icky feelings. Because if we do that, it's, um, yeah, the shame, it's taking some, like a wound and just packing it full of packing it full of bacteria and all kinds of harmful things instead of opening it up, giving it air, flushing it out. And instead of internalizing that shit, like I am a shameful person. I am jealous. I am horrible. <laughs> Whatever the things, that's what shame does. So by addressing the shame, which we don't want to do, because especially if you're in some of these toxic positivity or spirituality circles, addressing that you have some of these icky feelings or thoughts it means that you are not enlightened. It means it means you're less than, basically. Uh, so if you're in one of those circles, I invite you to withdraw <laughs> and find some real people, some places where one of my favorite quotes, and I shared this on my Instagram a while back, is that shame dies in safe places where you stop identifying with those feelings and those thoughts and just really realizing where is it coming from and where are those wounds coming from and addressing those and you feel so much freer to love and act from a more expansive place the place that you had been wanting to get to all along you actually get there by going through the mud and the muck and the gross places. And, <clears throat> and that's where the commitment and the practice comes in. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage myself to keep going there. Keep going there. It's not fun. It's not comfortable. It sucks sometimes. And I know shadow work, it sounds bad and, and difficult and scary, but then you have some people who tout it as like this very sexy, very spiritual practice. And it is very spiritual and it can be <laughs> very sexy, like the outcome, it can be very desirable, but the process itself is not always elegant it's not pretty but you can do it and you are not going to be a worse person for it just by you looking at these things does not mean that that's going to be who you become I think it's the opposite. I think it's the things that we don't want to look at that somehow become the programming that's running the show. So I'm just sending you loads of love. I'm sending you pig spirit as we talked about at the beginning of this episode, use your mind. Realize when you are trying to hold too tightly to something and when you need to let it go. And, and when, and that it's okay to give your pigs wings. When pigs fly, 
Well, that day's today. Love you. Oh, guys, I need to. <laughs> I don't want to record an, a separate commercial and insert that and do all this extra editing. <laughs> I want to tell you guys that I have a new entry point to my Patreon. I already had a $5 pom-pom tier. I already had a $10 thunder tier. But I wanted to create a tier that felt like nothing. I have friends. <laughs> One of my bosses, he kids me about it. You have friends? I'm like, not many, but I do have a few very precious friends. And I want them to feel a part of what's going on in my life. And yet, if I have explained it once or processed it, like I'm doing now through the podcast, I'll process some of the stuff that's going on in my life in the Patreon. And after that, I sometimes I feel done with it, right? The energy's old. I'm on, I'm ready to move on to something else. And um, hold on, let me turn off my my ring light. Okay, sorry. I was getting so much extra light in. Okay, anyway, after I've processed something aloud, I don't want to pick it back up sometimes, like it's done. And that does a disservice to my friends because I'm not telling them what's going on in my life. And being this Scorpio rising that I am, I want to know like all the nitty gritty stuff that's going on in your life, not just the good, but the struggles and that somehow that helps me feel as though I'm along for the ride. I'm a part of your life. That for me, that's what friendship is, is like doing life together. I know other people have other definitions of friendships. And I mean, I, I have some friends that I, I would not say that we do life together, but I would say that those people, if we were to be in the same space, we could navigate life together in a very present manner. That's who I would consider friends. But when you're talking about close friends, I want to know what's going on in their lives. And I feel like if I'm not reciprocating and talking to them, and this may be a little surprising, but I'm rather introverted at times. And so after I have expended energy to express myself or be extroverted, then I shut down and I'm good to go for a while. So I feel as though I'm doing my, some of my friends a disservice by not talking to them, not including them in what's going on and kind of going on radio silence. Hmm. And I know sometimes that's important. And some of my friends will go on radio silence and that's fine. I respect that. And I know they respect that in turn. But I'm saying all that to say, I wanted to be able to gift them entry into Patreon because I know I didn't want them to feel like they're having to pay for my time. Because sometimes when you're a friend, it can kind of feel icky being a customer as well. Like where, where's the line? <laughs> so I want to be able to gift them entry into the Patreon where I kind of share my soul and my life and all the tools that I'm using to grow and learn. But Patreon does not have that enabled. So the next best thing is to do a $1 a month tier. And so I think that's great. I think people who are friends who don't want to feel like they're having to pay for my time, this is, I think we can agree that it's almost nothing and that hopefully they feel as though 
they're not feeling that icky ugh, feeling of having to be a, a, a customer or a client in order to to have access to me. That that does not feel right. It does not feel correct. It's not true. And then secondly, it allows new friends in, people who weren't wanting to join the Patreon at $5 or $10 a month. They can join in at just $1 a month and then quickly realize, I'm sure, how much value it's bringing to their life. And then they will upgrade their experience to the personalized readings, which would be at the $10 a month tier. It's just a neat synchronicity. I, hmm, the number four is important to my soul. And I've realized that through Akashic Record readings early on, and then it's just come through several more times. Well, Tiffany, I already mentioned her. Four, and specifically 44, is a number that is her family's number too. It was her husband's jersey number, et cetera. It just has a huge significance to her and her family. Well, so that's one thing that we share in common. And the relevance will pop up here in a second. Anyway, because I had named my thunder tier thunder because a pack of dragons is called a thunder. I was like, you know, one of my spirit animals is rabbits. And sometimes... Tiffany will see rabbits in her meditations and she'll know that the message is for me because she knows that rabbits are, are my, one of my spirit animals. I'm like, let me just Google and see what the name of a pack of rabbits can be called. And there were several different terms that came up. One of them just stole my heart immediately. I'm like, this is it. <laughs> this is what I'm calling my new tier. It's called a fluffle. So I invite you to go over to patreon.com forward slash aprilific. That's A-P-R-I-L-I-F-I-C and join my $1 a month fluffle. And I sent Tiffany a screenshot of, of all of the rabbit synchronicities that were happening on my social media feed and other places and how I kept seeing the number four and 44. For example, when I sent out my newsletter to announce this new tier, um, I sent a screenshot where it said it was going to 44 subscribers to the newsletter. <laughs> I sent that to her. It was just a really neat synchronicity. And you know what? And that's kind of cool because I had someone join my newsletter just a few days ago and that made it 44. And then, like I said, I sent out the newsletter, someone unsubscribed. And so it's not 44 anymore. However, it was 44 subscribers for that moment because I needed to see that. Just these little, I've said this so many times before and I'll say it again. I feel like synchronicity is the love language of the universe and i'm hearing you universe i really am i'm just gonna you know sometimes it's so easy to just poo poo those things and dismiss them and minimize them instead of letting them sit we just celebrated mother's day or when your kids are especially young they're not going to provide you with a gift certificate to get a massage or your favorite restaurant. It's going to be some type of hand-drawn little card, right? Which, in the grand scheme of things, you know, could be considered nothing, right? But with the mom's heart, with the, with the parent's eyes, it means the world. And so it's just allowing yourself to take something that could be nothing, just giving it space to mean something and allowing that to sit with you and help you to feel 
heard and seen because, you know, how else are you going to open that door to the universe for that communication both ways, right? <laughs> so yeah, just the universe, God saying, I see you. And just like a little, maybe a high five. <laughs> here's, your, here's your 44. I thought it was really beautiful. All right, I think that's about it. How long have I been recording? It doesn't actually tell me on my screen I'm looking at, but it feels like it's a long time and I need to go back to my gross shake <laughs> that I haven't finished. <laughs> All right, guys, hopefully I'll see you on the inside of the Patreon or feel free to go on to my website and subscribe to my newsletter because <laughs> I'm, I'm sure eventually I will gather enough courage to write another newsletter. <laughs> Even if that means it reminds someone that they're, that they're subscribed to this newsletter they don't want and they unsubscribe. Mm. That's it for today. All right, now I can actually say goodbye. Love you.